What's good, podcast fam? It's your boy Jason Craig, aka the Friendly Neighborhood Dreadhead. And today I have a very beautiful, lovely guest today. She has her own podcast known as The Binge Babe. I think I might have got that wrong. That's but, correct. <laughs> but Miss the but the lovely Miss Courtney Lyric, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Thank you for having me. It's your girl, the thick writer chick, aka the binge babe. Yeah, so. Today, we were discussing a very, well, people call it different. The critics say it's too different, too diverse. They say it's something that Marvel ain't never did before. Today, we're talking about the Eternals. And we're going to give our thoughts on whether we agree with the critics or we agree with the audience. Me personally, me personally, with this movie starting off, I would say I can see why people say it's different. It still follows the Marvel formula, but it's more on the it it focuses more on the emotion of these characters. What about what do you think? Uh, I completely agree. Um, it's a little. I think, like I had told you when we saw the movie, it's a little dark for Marvel and. When I say dark, I mean like the tone, the color scheme, even the score, um, the 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 emotion that the DP and the cinematographer, you know, and the director are trying to set is slightly darker than the usual Marvel tone, which is very happy-go-lucky, you know, lots of dun-duns and lots of colors and a warmer feeling than this particular movie. Yeah, but I kind of expected that because I don't know if you've seen. Chloe Zhao, um, the director Chloe Zhao, her other work where she directed No um, Nomadland. Have you have you seen that? No, I haven't seen it. So basically, what Nomadland was, it was basically about this woman who was like who she chose to be like a nomad, basically somebody that chooses to like basically have no home. Like they're basically homeless, but they're living out of their RV and stuff. And her her movie, like the way she directs, she knows how to direct. She knows how to direct people to get great interactions out of them, which is something that I like from this movie. I love the Avengers, but the Eternals, they felt more like a family than the Avengers did. They just The Avengers just felt like a team put together. But you can feel the love between all of these characters, even though there's a lot of them, which I'm going to get to that later. Yeah, I agree. Um now that you mention it, the Avengers can be slightly teamy, almost co-worker-ish, especially like the dynamic between Captain America and uh, Iron Man. But I did get more of a family sense from the Eternals, or if not family, just really, really close, really, really, really close friends, I guess. Um, but yeah, I guess like like uh, Salma Hayek's, uh, is that it? Salma Hayek? Yes. Ajax. Yes. Like I think. Mother figure, yeah, she know? was like the quote unquote leader. Not the not even a mother. She she gave me auntie vibes. Like I definitely got auntie vibes. I, from, I was uh, thinking. I was thinking more a big sister kind of, because she was always looking out for everybody. Yeah, like an auntie. You yeah. Know? But one thing I will say, I loved like even though some characters are not as fleshed out as others, this cast did a great job. I really enjoyed every character. Like every character was somewhat complex in their own way. I think yeah, for, yeah. I think for me, my favorite like my favorite characters, I would have to say would be David Tyree Henry and probably Angelina Jolie. And probably third would be um, the dude that played Druig. I do not know his name. I do uh, not. Barry Keoghan. Yeah, he I really like I really like the interaction between them and the conversation they had like me. I'm a weird dude. So the things that I think about, like as far as like, like the universe and creation, it's kind of cool to see Marvel tackle something different, like like different points of like different points of views, different ideas. Hmm. And I think that's why the critics aren't feeling it, because I will say this: I read some of the reviews and I just don't feel like some of them are valid at all because. It's like when I looked on Rotten Tomatoes for the critics, they were just talking about how none of these characters like had time to shine or fleshed out. 
And I had to disagree with them because I feel like even though it wasn't perfect, I still got to know each character and their motives throughout the movie. Mm, mm, yeah. I say the only I say the only one that wasn't the only one that really wasn't fleshed out, I would say would be Icarus. I do not know the white man's name. I do not yeah, know. Icarus, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I feel like that was on purpose just because I don't know what you got from it. But but for me, at the start of the movie, like basically Marvel gives gives you the Bible of the cinematic universe of the MCU of how it was created. So, and like I saw a lot of people that rub some people the wrong way. Me, I thought it was creative because they're creating the, they're creating their own rules and their own rules to creation. And if you haven't, and if you don't, if you, and if you don't notice it, like a lot of people that are into mythology, a lot of the Eternals, they're named after, like after mythical gods, like Icarus is Greek, I think. I think, I think it's Greek or is it Greek? I think Icarus is Greek. You had uh, David Tyree is Festus. That's another guy. Um, you had Athena, the goddess of war played by Angelina Jolie. Drew, mm-hmm. Druid, I think is Scott. No, I think he's I Irish. It sounds... I think it's Irish. I think Gilgamesh. Yeah, I think Gilgamesh is Irish, which kind of makes no sense because he was Korean. But <laughs> but yeah. um, Ajax, I think that's a deity. I think it might be a Hispanic deity. I don't know. So it was kind of cool for them to incorporate that in their characters and throughout their powers. Yeah. Like. I don't know. I just really, for me, I enjoyed it, but I'm not going to lie. It did drag along sometimes. And the, and the deep. Really? You think so? I did because I feel like some of those conversations dragged on longer than they needed to be. And then I just did not like the deviance in the movie. I just feel like it, Marvel has always suffered from a villain problem. Like you have some good villains, but a lot of the time, some of them are not forgettable. Like it reminded me back to the times of Iron Man two, to uh, Mickey Rourke's villain. Like mm-hmm. it was just basic. It it, it was basically like, the, it, it was basically like the deviants were just put there for them to fight. Right. Um. I was gonna say it's more of a layered film. There were several villains. There was. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot we're doing no spoilers thing. There were powers beyond their controls there were enemies in the camp and then there were the deities so um deviants so um the deviants were just a basic like a like a lichen like it was just a basic beast that they fought it wasn't like thanos who was some deep thinking you know plotting it it was just a creature that they fought but there were so many other enemies in the because it was a multi-layered movie which may be why it was so long um but I don't believe the deviants were the main enemy. I mean, I think they were supposed to distract you and appear to be, but obviously they weren't. So they're, they're just creatures that they fought, even, you know. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but like I'm going to talk about it like in the, in the spoilery part we're going to do later on. And then but- honestly, hey, I'm sorry, uh, co-host. Honestly, I don't even think that was the main, like even the different villains that I mentioned, I don't think that was the main, what's the word, uh, problem of the film. I think it was the internal struggle amongst all of them to to get on one accord. And I think that it's very hard to discuss this without- Like we'll come back. But- <laughs> like we'll come um, back to it, but it just- I think that the main real villain was not, the obvious villains i think it was an internal conflict of right versus wrong should we do what we feel now is right or should we do what we were created to do so i think that was really the main villain if that makes sense yeah it makes sense i just like i said it is a certain part they introduce us to something unique and i'm like oh snap this could be complex but then it just turns out just to be part of the big battle at the big Marvel battle at the end. So I was kind of disappointed with that because me, like me being creative and being a thinker, I was thinking of a lot of things they could have did when they got to that point. 
Yeah. But I love like now one aspect I did love is Angelina Jolie's character and her and her little and her little um subplot. I love that because in Marvel they do certain things with that, but they play it for laughs. Like they did it in Endgame for a certain thing. I know I'm pretty sure you, you I'm pretty sure you know what I'm talking about with Thor and his conflict, but, but they didn't. It's like they touched on it, but then they said, "Okay, now laugh for us." Yeah. That's that's why I like this movie because um, Chloe Zhao and the whole and the whole crew they weren't afraid to get emotional and get you thinking and get you in your feels because. Yeah, this is probably. Well, like I said, like when we talked about it at first, like I said, I think aside from the Black Panther, this is probably the most emotional like Marvel film I've ever seen that, you know, there were several times I was tearing up a little bit um, because it, it went there, you know, like you said, it tapped on social issues without either force feeding it to you or making a joke of it. Like it, it tackled it, it tackled it in a Marvel way. Like we know that Thena had either dementia or Alzheimer's, but they still made it like heroic. They had some name for it and some explanation of why a being like an eternal would have it, you know? So it still tackled the social issues, but it still kept it heroic, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it was, for me, it was satisfying because I've been waiting for a Marvel movie to kind of break away from the formula. It, yeah. Even though it stuck to the formula. It still reared back to it, you know. Yeah. It, it took a side roll, but it came back. You yeah, know? It, like, <laughs> it came back. And everybody knows Marvel's going to have a big space battle or, or a big fireworks display at the end of a movie. But it yeah. was cool to see human interaction because I'd always felt, even like even in Black Panther, I just felt that the human interactions between characters that are supposed to be close you didn't really feel that in these other movies. Some movies yeah. you some movies you felt it, but some it's like they started with it, but then they fell short. Like yeah. I know, like these are two completely different movies, but but Shang Chi, I was really digging the whole thing with um Shang Chi and his father, but it's like it, but it's like they threw his father to the side at the very end because okay, it's time for this big huge Marvel space battle now. Yeah, so. I really, I just, I don't understand the, the hate this movie gets. It sits at a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes for the critics, but it's at 80 right now for the fans. And I yeah. got to, I got to agree with the fans. For me, I give it an 8.5 out of 10 popcorn buckets because I love the characters. I love, I, I love the lore that they added to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. And the film is gorgeous. Like the film is shot. Like the film. Oh, is- cinematography is on point. It was beautiful shots, beautiful costumes. You know, the like I said, the tone of it was good. It just was. It was on point. Um, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I ain't gonna lie. I wasn't. I, my expectations weren't that high. Uh, <laughs> but um, so I what- think. Go ahead. Oh, oh no! No, I was going to ask. So, what would you? What would you? What would your final verdict be of this movie? That's a toughie. Um, I would watch it again. It was good. It certainly wasn't no fifty percent. I think it was just different, and it went there with things. And whenever you push an envelope, it makes people uncomfortable because Marvel, like you said, they do have a formula, and they have made millions by sticking to it. And people want what they came for, and this is something different. And it's like, okay, you're you're showing men kissing. You're talking about Alzheimer's. You're talking about a, a, a person, you know, trapped, not being able to get the person that they truly love. Like, these are human problems. We don't want our superheroes to have human problems. And I think that's what made it beautiful is the fact that even though they were these, what they were, I'm trying not to tell too much. Even though they were what they were, it's, um, it, it's just how human they were is what made it, I guess, emotional. If that's the I'm not gonna lie, the MC was probably the least interesting to me. Well, for for me, I say she was the least interesting because I agree with you on that one, but I'm not gonna say she was like completely not interesting because because like for me, like I said, I was deep th- deep thinking about her arc. So she has like every comp- character has some complexity to it. Like 
they just don't get a lot of screen time. Like for me, Drew uh Druick, I feel like Druick, he was really complex, but they didn't explore more of more of how he felt. Like not at all, not at all. I thought he was gonna end up being a villain because it was like they were leaning towards that, but he really didn't get to have his say, you know. Yeah, but all right. Um, so out of 10 popcorn buckets, what would you give this? Um, what okay, give me an example of what is a 10 movie, like a 10 movie. Okay, a 10 movie for me. Uh well, I'll have to go through a what I've reviewed on here for like we might differ on things, but for me, just as far as things that I've watched recently, Squid Game for me was a 10. Like because of how of how much I was invested. Like I told you, I watched that thing the full the straight eight hours. And I and I watched some of it again because I want to pick every little detail. But that's just for me. Like for me, I would just feel like Squid Games, because that is top tier writing. Okay, Squid Games is a 10. I would give seven and a half. Seven and a half popcorn buckets. That's respectable. That, that that's respectable. Yeah. So all right, y'all. So this was our spoiler free review of the Eternals. Now we finna, <laughs> we finna not, but we, we didn't spoil too much. I mean, you spoiled one thing, but it, it <laughs> you did, but it, it was a minor spoiler, but now we about to get into the heavy spoilers. So I'm a, so this is a spoiler warning for anybody that has not seen the movie. So I'm a countdown and you have been warned. So in three, you two, warned. one spoilers. Now, one thing that I took from this movie, the select the celestials are scary. I like when when they when they took um Cersei's um when um what's the name? I think the name was a red um Erisham. Huh? The main character? Yeah, when when Erisham, like the main celestial Erisham, um the judge. Oh, they're dancing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The big one. When I saw how big he was and how big the Celestial were, like that is scary as hell. That like, like this this movie, it just expanded the Marvel universe and how and how big are things that we don't even know. Yeah, and it was kind of cool for me because I, I don't remember. I don't, I don't know if we agreed on this, but I loved, but I loved how this movie it was tackling faith in in different aspects you had people that are devout and in icarus like icarus was ready to commit global genocide for his faith but i mean that that is what they were built to do at at one point they were all on that same board like they just grew a conscience over the past hundred thousand however long they've been here but in retrospect icarus was really just doing his job like what he was programmed to do so when when Ajax kind of veered from that, he got scared. Yeah, but I but like I put it like I'm I compare it to religion because you have people that are so devout in their faith that they're willing to do heinous things. Like I tell people all the time, there's not only extreme like Muslim extremists, there's um, Christian extremists, there's um, extremist Catholics. Like you have those people yeah. that's like you have people that's willing to go far and above. So for me. It was cool. It was cool to see them actually go forward with that because I thought they were going to pull back on that. And the thing about Druig that I like is that he still like he believed in a sense, but but he wanted to, but he did not think that this it was the right way to do things. He tried to take things in his own hand, which I thought I was. Thought, I was gonna say he was an extremist in his own right too. Yeah. I don't really feel like Icarus was an extremist. I feel like he was a a, a robot, a follower, a soldier. He's like, well, these were our instructions. Y'all getting too emotionally attached. Y'all well, getting too sidetracked, you know? Okay, I put it this way. I put, I compare Icarus to what happened at the Capitol. Only reason why I say that, because he's a, like, because. I'm not saying, is it because he's white? No, it's because he's a devout, no. It's because he was a devout follower, and he was, he legit killed Ajax because she changed her mind, and she started caring for the people of Earth, which, which was another thing I love the whole, like the whole is humanity worth saving aspect of it because that because that's something that we we that we faced for yeah. for centuries. So I did love that. I loved how they incorporated history into yeah. the Mar- into the Marvel universe because I love history. So seeing 
<laughs> so seeing Babylon and um Macedonia, yes, um, Hiroshima. Now that broke me. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, was you crying because I was teary eyed at that part? I wasn't. I wasn't crying, but I just felt like it was like David Tyree Henry gut punched me when he said that because I was like, he kind of has a point because I was like, because the thing about Festus character, which I really like, he was one of the complex ones. I feel like is because he I wanted. Love that love them yeah like he wanted to help mankind evolve like he gave them the tools like on what he thought they were using for but of course mankind had different means for it Mm. because he taught them how to he taught them how to smash atoms down for other uses but of course humans use it to destroy Mm -hmm. and it was cool to see him have his own family like for me i'm not i'm not I'm not one of the people that cringe at the sight of a homosexual relationship. I yeah. like I like that because it because it gave him something to fight for. And yeah, because he had really he was done like he was done with our asses after he was. Oh yeah. he was like, I'm not fucking with them humans no more. Uh, <laughs> like I've done what I can for them, and he was really heartbroken. I think that's why I was fighting back tears because I could feel his pain. He felt like like you said that this is my fault like i was really just trying to do good and look look what happened like the other one was right y'all y'all ain't shit you know just are we allowed to cuss on the show i'm sorry oh yeah no no we allowed to cuss now uh now okay. festus you got some explaining to do because where was your black ass at during slavery that's another topic but look, marvel ain't that look marvel <laughs> making they making steps they ain't making that many steps now <laughs> i'm i'm just saying a lot of the things which is another thing that's how I knew the celestials were dicks because they they sent the eternals out. They basically used us as brain food to to basically birth a new celestial. That is fucked up. I was so upset when I heard that. Like, I mean, yeah, I was very disappointed to find out that was their original mission. But that kind of puts me in my not the Matrix. Um, yeah, maybe the Matrix. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I about to say we're like basically like to the Matrix, like we were fooled to the Sentinels and the Matrix, and we were basically fooled to a big ass celestial that once he's born, he's going to disintegrate our whole planet just for life to be born. I feel like that bullshit because you're still killing billions of people. But I did like that because it just opens up the Marvel universe. I know you don't read the comics like that, but in the but in the comics. The Celestials, they are responsible for giving um, mutants the X gene in the comics. Like, mm-hmm. they they make mutants. So I feel like this was kind of Kevin Feige's way of slowly opening the door for the X-Men. Yeah. So I really do like how they're planting seeds. One thing I all like about Kevin Feige, which I wish DC would do better, is Kevin Feige, he has a plan. He has a plan and he sticks with it. And he don't okay. try. Yeah. He don't try to put everything out at once. So you know, this movie was very layered. Like I'm not gonna lie, the end credits. I already told you. I felt like those were kind of just thrown on. The movie honestly could have stood alone and still had an impact. But the Marvel being Marvel, we gotta shove in these things to let y'all know we got some old shit coming. Like anybody doubted, y'all ain't got 24 movies lined up. So it's like. But that's what yeah. that. But that's what that mouse do. That mouse got to get us excited for it. Shoot, I wasn't going to watch Hawkeye really like that until I saw that post credit scene in Black Widow. Black Widow, yeah. So that mouse know what he doing. That mouse sneaky. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's like, I, I feel like, now for me personally, this is how I feel. I feel like Marvel, they better themselves, but they also kind of fuck themselves up. Just for me, just because now... I want to see more deep shit that Marvel puts out, but I'm, but I already know that Spider-Man uh, was no way home. I already know it's not going to be a deep movie. It's, it's just going to. Don't, don't count them out just yet. Well, you're right. Because once you set that bar, you have to, you know, keep slapping that post, but it still wasn't well received. Like we liked it, you know, the, the, the creators liked it. But overall, I still see a lot of people on Facebook. They're like, I'm not feeling it. The main thing I keep seeing over and over again is it's the most unmarvel Marvel movie ever. Like, 
that is its nickname at this point. But is that a bad thing? You know, I mean, for me, I feel like it's still Marvel. I, I feel like what they did, I feel like what they did is it's still a Marvel movie. And the little things that they added into the like the little nuance they added into it, it had mm-hmm. a big impact on people. So that's yeah. why people feel a different way because it's still doing Marvel shit. You still got now. I will say this: a lot of people probably don't like that there's less action scenes than most Marvel movies. I think this is the most talkative Marvel movie I have seen. But, think? I mean, you got, I, I think it is because, but that this movie, it like it helped. It helped it in his favor because we got to care about these characters in just one movie instead of just seeing multiple movies. So that's why I don't mind. I didn't mind the talking. I was never bored, even though some conversations dragged on. I was still engaged because of what they're talking about. I was pretty engaged. Um, I do feel like whoever the scriptwriter was did a good job on not waste. Yeah, it was two hours and thirty minutes. But even from the gate, like fresh out of the gate, they did the Star Wars opening, you know, to, to kind of, you know, give you a summation of some basic info. And then, boom, all the dialogue pushed it to the next scene. Like it was giving you information that was kind of needed to yeah. understand what was going on. And they threw some jokes in there, too. But it's like it wasn't wasted dialogue. Now, you said some of the conversations drug on. Um, I didn't feel that way. I felt like it was a good use of dialogue, especially for as much time I think this may be what they were trying to do with Justice League, the original one. I mean... Like, this what DC was trying to do? Well, that's one thing I did. Okay, so I, I will say this. Like, when I say it dragged on, I'm not... I won't say the conversation. It was just, like, the like the parts in the conversation that didn't matter. Like, some of the jokes. Like, me, I'm so tired of hearing these Marvel jokes like, serious conversations. So, some of the jokes, it kind of took me out, but I, was sti- I still love the movie. One thing yeah. I will say with Justice League... And like one, well, not that shitty Josh Whedon one, but the one, but the one that came out this year, the the Snyder Cut. One thing I do like about both those movies, even though the Justice League had four hours of time, both these movies still had some time to flesh out their characters more. Like we yeah. got, we got to, we got to spend time with these characters and feel attached to these characters. Like I was so nervous for a lot of these people towards the end because I like I don't want nobody else to die. I don't want to. Oh, I, you already know. I was squeezing my hand. I was nervous. I knew we were going to lose Gilgamesh. I just knew that. Because, like, Thena couldn't reach full potential without losing him. So I saw that coming. But at one point th- at one point in time, I thought we was going to lose uh, Makari. Yeah. The, the speedster. Yeah. Was that her name? Yeah, I think that. Um, yeah, Makari. Now, I then wasn't really worried too much about her. I was worried about the Indian dude, which I take that back. He was my favorite. He Kinga, oh, I'm shocked we just not mentioning him. His yes. his shoulder should be a little tired from carrying that movie on his back, baby. He he is he, he was like, it. like he was it. He like that actor. I don't know if you've seen that actor in other things, but before, like the thing about Marvel, I don't know what is about Marvel, but they they must give the right, they must get the right personal trainers the right dietricians because he is completely different than in his, in his comedy shows. Nanjiani. Yeah. He like, if you look at his body transformation, that man. Oh, I see the pictures. Wow. Like like he got cut for this movie and I really. He's 43. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like I loved his character. It was, he had the right sense of, he had the right balance of comedy and emotion. And this I, is him from Lovebirds. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he, man, I loved him. I cannot wait. I hope that we see the Eternals again, which we, which we probably will. But I love this movie. I, I, I could see him having his own show. Like, he was a, like, he got a lot of screen time and maybe because he is who he is. But um, I enjoyed his character. I really did. Yeah, like, I just... I don't know the hate. I feel like this is unwanted hate because I love this movie. Like, I I really love this movie. I guess just because I like care, I like characters and I like I like emotion. And plus, I love team up movies, and they felt like an actual team. Now they did, but I always felt like even when eight when they first found out Ajax was dead, I'm like, it's something in something in the gumbo stinks. I, I just always felt 
Like, it's one of them, which I leaned over and whispered to you. I was, I'm telling you, it wasn't a deviant. It was one of them. I wasn't sure if it was Druid or if it was Icarus, but I knew it was one of them white men. I just knew there was <laughs> there was problems in the ranks. So it's like, I felt the family, but you also could feel, which is, which is how real family is, you also could feel that little hint of tension. Yeah. They weren't all on the same, quite on the same page, you know? Yeah, like... You called it soon. Well, like I was thinking it, but you called it sooner than me with it being Icarus. I kind of figured because I was like, he is he was he was there too conveniently when that when that um deviant attack mm-hmm. with his ass. Oh, but uh, he he oh, to me, he gives me Homelander vibes. It's like the white guy who really has no substance. It's like Superman, no substance, no personality. He's just big and handsome and can destroy things so it wasn't hard to villainize him because he didn't have much to root for you know it was just like i'd say this i'd say this because i'm gonna disagree with you on the superman not having personality i will say this though henry cavill superman i will say that he had no personality but i can't say that homelander didn't have personality because he was charismatic in his own way but he was more complex than henry cavill superman and icarus like icarus he was only he only wanted to have sex with um, Cersei's again, like that was like that so was. You don't feel like he loved Cersei. He just wanted to smash. Well, well, no, he loved it, but I'm just trying to make make jokes. Like he just wanted some. He <laughs> he wanted some of that. He wanted that sweet tight Asian booty one more time. Oh my goodness, Lord! <laughs> but but yeah, but like I feel like they could have did more with him. It was a nice touch at the end of the movie when he flew into the sun, because if you know the story of Icarus, he flies into the sun and he, and he burns off his wings. So I thought that was a nice touch. Like, there's a lot. I, didn't like it. I felt like I saw it coming. I was like, either he's going to die, he's going to kill himself. It was kind of predictable. But I feel like it was a cop out. You know, I felt like that was the easy route. Well, I don't know. I guess since I'm a, I'm a little nerdy nerd, I liked it because I know the story of Icarus. So it was like, oh, he's flying to the sun, like in the legend. So I, so it was it's a little cheesy, but I, I like it. And now the way that that movie ended, I'm just like, y'all done fucked up. <laughs> Yo. I don't know. Like what like what could they do to satisfy two hours of sitting there? Like if the titanium, what was it called? Tiatum? Um, if the giant thing would have pissed off. Well, no, I'm just saying from a from like just from a standpoint in the movie, because the whole time I was I was rooting like, damn, yeah, I want y'all to I want y'all to stop this. But I like, oh damn. But um Erisham, he's gonna he's gonna get y'all back. You know, they, they made it seem like they got away with it, and that to me is not realistic because the original plan was to put it to sleep. And we went from putting it to sleep to turn it to stone. Well, y'all done pissed up the high, y'all done pissed off the hierarchy. Like I'm shocked Earth didn't just blow the fuck up right then. Cause it's like he's cool with it. He just called y'all in for a meeting. That's it. Like, oh no. Oh no. I don't think you I don't think you noticed, but he didn't call them in. He took them. He yeah, took- he did, that's all he did was snatch them up. I'm gonna holler at y'all right quick. That's it. Like no, so I don't know if you heard, but like what he's gonna do, he took them. Because mm-hmm. he's gonna prod their mind to find out if humans are really are humans are really worth it. But I feel, but but he did say, no matter what, no matter what these humans are capable of, you will still like you and them will still face judgment. So whatever they go, whatever the Eternals two is gonna be, is gonna be a whole lot more cosmic than it was this time right it was a little cosmic I, for it. I hope they i hope they go for it you know and don't hold back like they like they did with this one um i, I would say they held back i would say that they i feel like they wanted to give us a taste you know marvel yeah yeah like you know marvel they want to season your food a little bit but but then they want but that next dish like nah next dish gonna be a whole lot better marvel like to tease people marvel yeah. which brings me which brings me to these post-credit scenes. Now, Aww. now for me, I mean, I, I had to explain it to you, but but for me, it was kind of cool to like to actually see them introduce Thanos' brother, um, Harry Styles, which that surprised the hell out of me. I, I didn't know Harry Styles was gonna be getting that Marvel money too, but <laughs> but Harry Styles he plays Arrows, which is 
Thanos's brother, who is an eternal himself. So they basically confirmed that Thanos is half eternal. Like that's why Thanos was able to body the Hulk like that and body everybody else like that without the Infinity Stones. So they so they confirmed that he's half eternal. So in the comics, Thanos is half eternal and half deviant. And his mother tried to kill him in the comic because she found him so so um appalling. So she tried to so she tried to kill him, and that messed Thanos up for life. But with arrows, it's going to open up a whole new door to cosmic. Like it's going to get a whole lot more cosmic. Like yeah, like Guardians of the Galaxy, it gave us a taste. But since they introduced the Eternals and the Celestials, it's finna get big. So I guess they're going to go try and find the other Eternals or. Um, yeah. Or, or the ones that get took by Erisham. So that was kind of cool just because yeah. it was a deep cut Marvel. Now, I ain't gonna lie. Like the first time you asked me, like I was feeling myself like, oh, I know that first one. <laughs> but then he asked me, who, like, what's with Jon Snow's character? I said, I don't fucking know. I got out of Wikipedia. But then it was kind of cool because I think, I don't know if it's confirmed, but when he was, so the way that the scene plays out is that um, Jon Snow, who was um, I forgot the Asian chick's name. He was her love interest. He tried Darcy, to, say, yeah. yeah, he tried to say that he had a family secret. So, but he tried to tell it, but then they got taken away. But that post credit scene, it shows him opening up a little mystical box, and then when he opened it, it said like it had a little incantation on it, and it had a sword wrapped in mummy wraps. Now, I had to look deep deep like it was like a deep cut of marvel because this is related to moon knight the show moon knight coming out and to blade and if i'm not mistaken i think that was marshall ali's voice that that had called out to him i think mm. i think this is i think that like you said you didn't like you didn't see the, the, the some you didn't see the need for it but i kind of like how they tease these characters at the end of these post credit scenes so it can start introducing people to these characters because yeah. Blade, I think it's coming out either sometime next year or the year after next. And I think Moon Knight is going to be beginning of the year. So it was kind of cool. And like I said, I nerded out a little bit. Them dudes in the theater with us, they were definitely nerding out. They knew more oh, than me. I was like, yo, my baby now. He's like, no, no, I'm not down there. I was like, get up. I was trying to boost you up and you didn't want to get up. Because yeah. I don't want to sound dumb because I just knew that he was. But you the, said the same thing they were saying. So, I mean, you knew I mean, what you were talking about. <laughs> I knew that he was the Black Knight. I just didn't know. I don't read. I don't read Moon Knight comics. So I don't know much about it. I just know that he was the Black Knight, which is kind of funny because he's white. But, <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, it was kind of cool. Now, I don't know if you noticed this, like sidebar, but when uh, David Tyree Henry kissed his husband, I don't know if you noticed, but some fat white lady walked out. <laughs> she might have had the emergency call. You just assumed it was because nah, of the Nah, nah, nah. It just so happened. It just so happened that she just apparently had to walk out. During- I'm not gonna lie. I could feel like you could, you could, you could have cut that tension with a knife because it was a long, passionate kiss. Could the movie have lived on without it? But hey, I mean, if you're gonna show, if you're gonna show it, I guess show it. Like you know. I gotta but give you could cut it with a butter knife. Like I was like, ooh, people uncomfortable in this bitch. But I gotta <laughs> give I gotta give Marvel a round of applause because they finally went through with showing somebody like with showing somebody show physical love to to another person of the same sex. They will always they will always say it with words, but I wanted to see action. And I'm glad that yeah. they let Chloe Zhao actually show it because it's 2021 y'all we gotta grow up yeah it's 2021 I honestly um I spent most of the movie thinking Sprite was a boy I'm not gonna lie so uh, (laughs) I thought that was like the big thing was you know but oh I mean they kind of threw that in there I ain't gonna lie that was one thing that they just kind of threw in there and I'm glad that she never said I like she went to go kiss him because I don't care if she's a, a 70 million year old eternal. That is still pedophilish looking at that on screen. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I like that, like you said, they had, you know, 
like the speedster, she was deaf. So they was represented for the disabled. And then they had Angelina Jolie's character with her issues and concerns. So they was touching on mental health. You know, um, what I like about, is it Fastos? I don't want to say wrong. Festus. Festus. What I like about Festus is he, he did not begin and end with being gay. So it's not like he was, let's just throw a, let's just throw a gay person in there, you know, for the sake of it. His character was so, that's why he was easy to like because he was so much more than his sexuality. Um, He was a genius and a good hearted person and he had emotions. And even though as good as he was and as kind as he was, he still reached, everybody got a breaking point. And it's like, he still was fed up with humanity. He was fed up with himself. And he went into that isolation and love from his partner brought him out of it. And I'm thinking maybe the partner didn't know what he was, the partner knew. So not only is it love, it's unconditional love, you know? So I'm glad that they fleshed. He didn't get that much screen time, but he utilized the screen time he did get, you know? And not only that, he was a father and not just, you know, any old dad. He was a good dad. He liked being a dad. So it's like, I'm glad that it wasn't just, okay, just so we can, uh, you know, since everybody feels like media is just trying so hard to appease the gay community. Yes, there is a gay character and a gay black character, I'm going to add. But he is so much more than that. He's a genius. He is, he's like the god of wisdom, practically. You know, he is a he has a caring heart. He has emotions. He cried. They let a black man cry on a Marvel screen. Like I can see why people don't like this movie, but it ain't because it wasn't good. It's because it was it the was envelope was. You know, I think so. I think they don't like it because it made them feel uneasy about a lot of things. Uncomfortable. Yes. yes. It, any, first we get the two now i ain't gonna lie i clutched my pearls a little bit during the kiss too but i had to i had to check myself i think i was more uncomfortable for other people that were uncomfortable because it didn't bother me i I felt like these are two people that love each other and have a family and they're just expressing that love because they thought they were going to die the next day that's why they put that kiss in there not to make people uncomfortable but to show the stakes but to show the stakes over to show how real shit is about to get because we might be dead tomorrow so let me it would be no different like if it was will smith and vivica fox kissing on independence day it's two people that love each other possibly kissing for the last time so i think if people would have thought about it that way instead of oh my god two big black gay men kissing you know they might have felt a little bit more of that emotion that the director was trying to convey yeah, and I think that this is the movie that people need to see so that way they can realize that your imperfections or your differences, it don't make you more or less human than anybody else. Yeah. Like, like, I love the whole humanity aspect because, not gonna lie, humanity can be a piece of shit sometimes. They like, can. So, but, <laughs> but, like, as far as, like, there's kind hard people, there's kind hearted people and and like people that have kids, kids have kids are filled with love and kindness. Like yeah. they, they're taught hate. And I just feel like this movie shows that if you that if you care enough about something and you don't exude that hate, the world can be a better place because I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'm not going to lie. If I was super, super powered, I would not try to save anybody on this planet. It's just because. Nobody's appreciative of the things we got. True. Like nobody. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's why for the Marvel movies, like, even though I don't, I have my feelings of Tony Stark, I still like Tony Stark and um, what's the name? Why you had to bring him up? Why you had to drag No, Tony no, wait, well, no, no, listen, <laughs> I don't like, I don't like, the, the, like, I don't like, like his, like his personality wise, but I do like how him and Steve, they are actual human, like they are actual humans. Like when yeah. they got when they got the Civil War, it showed how flawed both of the, both of them really are. So yeah. I so I like so I like that they even said even gods are flawed. Like even Thor was flawed, but like I yeah. said in Endgame, they played it up for laughs, which was something that I didn't like because I know a lot of people that go through PTSD and depression. It's depression. not so, it's not yeah. something to laugh at. So just seeing Angelina Jolie, who I think did a great job. I don't like her in action roles, but like drama roles, she does a fantastic job. I don't think she yeah. gets I don't think she gets the flowers she deserved because she did that. 
yeah, she did Thena. And I really liked her and Gilgamesh. Is that correct? Yeah, Gilgamesh. I love I love their, their, their relationship. Like, um, I knew he was gonna die. I just knew it because of his love for her. And that's that's literally what killed him. You know, he was protecting her. And um it was just a beautiful thing to see because you know Ajax was gonna just wipe her clean and start fresh. Yeah. And everybody else seemed to be kind of okay with it, but he was the one that was like, look, if I gotta possibly die to keep her who she is, I'll do that. And it's just, it was a lot of unconditional love and just friendship and family. Now, I do feel like if they really wanted to take it there, I was waiting for better reactions from the Eternals. Like, Ajax's death really should have brought them together a little bit more than it did. Yeah. I mean, they the tried. I, they, 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 tried yeah. they tried with the Indian. I feel like the Indian dude had the biggest reaction. I was going to say, the only one that responded was Kingo and uh, Gilgamesh. Everybody else was like, all right, well, damn, that sucks. Uh, yeah, but I will say this, though. That trailer did a good job of tricking me because I really thought that Selma Hayek was was going to be alive throughout most of that movie. They legit, they legit <laughs> off there in like the first 30 minutes. They said, well, What's the 30 minutes? yeah, I, it might be a little less, but they, but Chloe Zhao did a good job of directing it because they still, because I'm pretty sure the reason why they did that, because Selma Hyde was probably busy. Mm-hmm. So they had to work with a schedule, but it was kind of cool. A lot of people didn't like the flashbacks, but I enjoyed the flashback because we got to see the history of the Marvel universe. The yeah, we needed the flashbacks. Uh, JJ didn't like them. That's why he said yeah. he fell asleep, but I felt like they were well-placed. And they better explain. It wasn't like useless flashbacks. It lets you know a little bit of where they are right now, um, seeing what they have been through. Because you have to remember, they're not just four friends who met in college. These people have been dealing with each other for eons, like for centuries. So it was kind of good to see that played out. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, man, I just hope that Marvel movies take this format or take this blueprint that they got for building up character interactions because I just loved all these characters. Like, yeah. cause I couldn't, because I saw them as different parts of my family. Like my great aunt Sue who passed away, Lord rest her soul. I saw Athena in her because she was suffering either from um, dementia or Alzheimer's and she was blind and her yeah. husband, like he loved her and truly took care of her. So, so I felt like I saw those two in my life in Gilgamesh and Athena and that's what drew me like those two like those two relationships are probably my favorite the least was probably um Cersei's and Icarus because why you read my mind I was looking at them thinking theirs was the least like even for him to like kill himself in the end or for her love or their relationship to be what changed his mind in the end they could have went a little deeper with their story you know it was like they got married they humped they humped a bunch and it was just like but, what is all this love like where is it i don't know mm. but i think that's because they didn't flesh out their relationship like those are probably like the two least developed characters i would say but i'm but i can't say that i did not like them because i did enjoy all of them they were just my least favorite but yeah. the whole cast did good and i i love how i'm seeing all these actors and actresses that are handicapped or like have some disability getting time to work because the girl that played the speedster she's actually deaf like yeah she's actually deaf so it's cool to see marvel diversify itself and it's and it's not it's not forced it's not it's not forced in which i like like one thing one thing that i think a lot of these tv shows have a problem with is they just want to throw oh, here's a trans character or here's a gay character. That's cool to do that. Like, for me, like, whenever I heard, like, Superman was bisexual and Robin was bisexual, that didn't bother me. It was just the simple fact of you had no type of buildup to it. Like, you got to create building blocks for it instead of just putting it out there to please people. Because it's it's kind of a backhanded compliment when you do that because, like, you're just doing it to get... To, do se- it, yeah. to get sales from that demographic, but Marvel, I, you on that. I can see that. 
But Marvel, y'all did the damn thing with this movie. It was tastefully done, yeah. And I really wanted to see more of Druid and Makari. Is it Makari? Yeah, Makari. They kind of hinted. I would like to see more of them fleshed out. Yeah, like they had a thing. Yeah, they had a thing, but like I still liked. I still like. I, I actually liked both of them because I didn't. Even though I didn't see much of them, they still looked cute together. They still look. They still look cute together. And Druid, I was just like, man, for the little screen time he got. I was paying attention to every scene he was in because he was speaking. He was speaking like some things. It was extreme. It was hard to read. It was like, is he going to be the villain? Is he going to come back? Is he done with them? Is he a tyrant? He's like Magneto. It was hard to really see his true intentions. You yeah. didn't feel that way? I mean, I kind of felt that way. But I, but also when he left with all those conquistadors and um, as, as, and the, um, were the Aztecs? I think they were the Aztecs. I think so. It kind of uh, he kind of messed up history. Cause like, I was thinking like me being hit, like me being a history buff. I'm like, but the Spanish raping and pillaging the Aztecs. That's how we got Mexicans. So how did Mexicans become a thing if Druid stopped the conflict between those two? <laughs> well, they weren't thinking that deep. They... <laughs> no, but no, but I'm saying just me being thick. I like wait that kind of, that made no sense, but. I did like that scene. That was a powerful for me. That was a powerful scene because yeah. like that was a powerful scene because everything that he was saying, it was right. It was like we like we told it was, to right. do, it was big facts. Yeah, like we're told to do nothing. But these people clearly I mean, he he's still wrong because he's saying these people should not be able to think for themselves. That's not right. But he was right when he said that we do we help them advance and they do this with their with their advancement just like hiroshima so i like scenes like that like powerful scenes like that yeah like i think david tyree um david tyree henry scene hit a little more just because well for one um world war ii and hiroshima was not that far was not that long ago for like not at all there's people still alive from that so i mean i mean from that time era so uh, I think that's maybe one of the reasons I kind of liked it because everything else felt so far away, like Macedonia, 4000 BC, AC, you know, but this wasn't like, it's people still alive from World War II. So I think I liked that scene a little bit as well because it was so close. Like it was like, oh, damn, you know, I talked about that history class. I know where he's at. I know what's going on. And um, I, you could feel his pain. That's why I liked it. Yeah, you, know, you could feel his pain. But um also, I remember you said that this kind of made you think about religion. So that scene you were just talking about, it kind of reminds me of like, I guess Ajax or Ajax is kind of like God, if you will. You have Druid, who, dare I say, is kind of like the devil. He's he's kind of like on an opposing side, even though he's speaking facts. I know, mean, but, um, I wouldn't say he's the, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's the devil. I would okay, just. Not the devil, but he's questioning God. And, um. Instead of being, you know, she could have just brainwashed all of them. Who knows what Ajax can do? But she gave them free will. If y'all don't want to follow me anymore, you don't have to. He's right. You know, go do what's best for you. Live a life. Make your own choices. And when I run into you later in life, tell me what you learned or tell me what your purpose is. It, it reminds me a lot of the um, other Christian faith. It's like, you know, we once walked with God and then... People got curious. People, people questioned, you know, bit the apple, all that jazz. So it's like, I do see elements, like you said, from different religions and different theologies in, in their scenarios. And I like how they were subtly put in there, you know, like kind of yeah. just. Well, cause like one thing that I really did like is like, like if, I mean, if y'all haven't realized this by now, the celestials, like the celestials themselves, they are God. They, they are God. They do think they like they do things for humans and just the entire universe, but it's gonna mess over some people. Some people are gonna die in the process, but that's but that's the judgment of a god. It's like it's yeah. not it's not biased. It's just it's, it's for the be, it's for the betterment of the universe. Basically, right. I saw the celestials as gods and the eternals as disciples. Is is what I saw it. And okay, you, I can see that. Yeah. And, you, and you know, disciples just like disciples, they're not God, like well, the terms of gods, but like they're still not at that level of the celestial. So they still they're going to question things. Like uh, eventually they're going to question things because yeah. they, they because one line that I did like from David Tyree Henry when he said, 
I don't give like I don't give a damn what I was created for. I'm going to do what's right. And I, I'm not just going to follow blindly. I did like that because right. you're going to have people you're going to have people like that in every religion. Like Icarus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like like Icarus. He was just he 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 was just I want I will do anything. I will do anything for the Celestials. He was he, he was bad. He was he was willing to let everybody die. But I mean, you you see him kind of like as a militant extremist. I don't see him that way. I, I feel like he's sticking with the mission. He's like, look, y'all know, now y'all know why we were sent here, but we've been doing this over the past billion years. We cannot, we're going to fuck shit up if we don't stick with the plan. Yeah, the plan sucks, but we got to stick with the plan. He was like, no matter what, I'm sticking to what's on the paper. You know, Ajak had, you know, been skipping through the lilies and had changed her mind. But Icarus is pointing at the paper like, my niggas, you forget why we're here? You know, I don't necessarily think he was like an extremist. I think he was just dedicated to what's on the paper. Because let's say we do your skipping through the lilies and the shit get, gets made even worse. Like, yeah, we might save this one planet. But think of the three and four and five planets that we just decimated with our disobedience like stick to the plan the plan is good stick to the plan so that's kind of how i view him i mean i guess i would put okay i wouldn't call say extremist i'd probably say that he was a blind follower because even when ajax tried to tell it because one thing that i liked like one thing i like about this movie especially with him they didn't have to say much for me to figure things out you already knew you already knew he legit did not have human interaction like that. So that's why he didn't feel attached to the humans like everybody else did. So, and like, it wasn't said, but you can tell because, because he really wasn't interacting with humans like that. And if it was like, Oh yeah, I'm, 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 I don't wear a cape. I'm Icarus, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't wear a cape. So I do like that. Like that's why that, but that also goes with tight writing because you don't, things don't have to be said for you to figure things out. And yeah. I and I guess that's why I guess that's why he was so devout in his beliefs, because he didn't he didn't have a connection basically with the cattle, like basically like. Oh, OK, I see you. I feel you. But the thing about his character that I did like was even though he had that kind of homelander appearance and even turned out to be a lot like him by being like just a traitorous evil bastard, he still did. He still had a heart because. When he killed Ajax, when he brought her body back, I'm glad they put his response in. That did hurt him. Like, he blew her farm up out of just, you know, from releasing his anger. He did not want to do that. But she's off grid, and I got to stay on grid. So it's like, I don't think he wanted to go again. He wasn't a traitor. I think he was just dedicated to the mission. Like, he did not want to hurt these people that he cared for. He really did care for them. He even said, I don't want to hurt y'all. I don't want y'all to follow me. Please do not try to stop this or I will kill you. If he didn't give a fuck, he would have just blew them all to smithereens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, the last thing that the last thing I want to touch on, which is my biggest gripe, was the main deviant. That's what that nigga. (laughs) I did not. I was for it when he finally when he when he killed um, Don Lee's character, Gilgamesh, and Mm -hmm. took his power. I was like, oh, snap, he can talk now. He has a conscience. What they going to do with him? They, it has to be complex. They legit pushed him to the side just so he can be killed by Angelina Jolie for revenge. I well, that was his only purpose. That was yeah. his only purpose was to unleash her power. He, She's the main thing. He's a sidebar. But yeah. I, I just feel like they could they could have did so much more with that because, like, I saw him, like, basically, I saw him as... Okay, like I'm not like I'm not into the Bible like that, but I know in some of the stories, like some people they get dicked over because of uh, because of other people's like other people's actions, like you know, like the like the flooding of like the flooding of the world. Like he mm-hmm. feels like y'all murdered my people just because yeah. somebody told y'all to. It's like I have to, I, I legit, I I have to, I have y'all, I gotta give y'all the smoke now. And I wanted him to be a little bit more complex, but it was just like, well, we don't got enough time. So even that, like he is a creature who who stole someone else's consciousness. He's a beast. So I mean, 
I hate but, to say it, but that's that's what he is, you know. And um, he kind of reminds me of Himotep, Himotep off of the Mummy. I think you wanted like something like the Mummy, but no. he's a beast. Like no, because remember in the movie they were saying that that like that like um the deviants were made from the celestials. So they so the only thing is they had beast like forms, but. But it's like some of these devi- some of these deviant deviants, like if you want to put Thanos into the picture, he's still part deviant. So he's he like he still had a conscience and he has his own way of thinking. I just feel like they could have fleshed it out a little bit more or just or just like saved him or or just saved him because it could have been a really cool thing for them to explore because yeah, in his yeah. because in his eyes, the eternals are the bad guys, like y'all. Are murdering my y'all are murdering. Well, they are like I think the big reveal is that in general they were they were bad. Like they were sent to blow up the earth. They were not they were not the heroes they thought they were. Yeah. So I think the deviants were not brought in. Like yes, it could be cool, but there were so many villains. The true villain was their inner turmoil versus versus who we want to be and what we are. That was the true villain of the movie. So that's why other villains really couldn't shine. Like even Icarus really couldn't have much because the true villain was a subconscious thing. Like the deviants were just beasts. They were just there to give people what they want, which is action from Marvel. That was their purpose, you know? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, maybe if they would have just not had him talk. <laughs> maybe like if he would just been another faceless henchman, I'll be okay with it because I was really enjoying when he finally was able to talk. Because even in the trailer, they made it seem like he was important. I mean, he was only there he to was. be. I mean, he was. I, he was legit only there to be cut up like some cheese. <laughs> but that was a badass fight. It was. It oh was yeah. In the midst of the big, as you call it, the big Marvel fight, and it was intertwined with that, so it was equally as important. Like people needed to see Angelina Jolie's character be redeemed to her former glory, yeah. and I love that they had John Lee's character speaking through the beast kind of playing with her it was it was pretty low like that's a that's a low ass blow but um you know they did the hand thing and everything i was like that's fucked up but it just you know i think that made your monster at least shine in his 15 minutes that he would be smart enough to use that against her you know to really bring that out of her character not knowing that he was really bringing out her inner strength but he was trying to kind of lull her into her disease or into her handicap so that he could take advantage of her, but what he didn't realize was, oh, you really unleashing the beast. So yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, like I said, that's my one little gripe. Also, some of that fight was too damn dark to see. So, <laughs> so, so it was too damn dark to see. But like overall, man, y'all, I suggest if you want this movie, I feel is for mature audiences. I feel like this facts, is the facts. I feel like this movie is for the adults. So if you are, if, if you have a mature mind and you have a complex way of thinking, I think you will enjoy this movie. The kitty, like the kiddos, they might enjoy it. They might like the little action set pieces. Like it's a, it's a colorful movie. It, it, it has this, like it has this colorful spots, but also has this dreary spots. But like yeah. I said, I feel like this is a recommended watch. I feel like this has to be, if you want the full experience, you have to go see this in theaters. Like, I feel like a TV screen does not do this justice. But yeah, y'all, that was a uh, that was our eternal spoiler free and spoiler review. <laughs> so I hope it's like an Arnold Palmer. It's it's half and half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> half and half. Is that just, what it's called Arnold Palmer? Yeah, Arnold Palmer sweet tea lemonade, just right. But all right, y'all, I think we're going to wrap this up because we rambled for for about an hour and some change. But this will be up probably. I'm going to try to post this by Monday, by Tuesday afternoon. And if you want to interact with us more on the podcast, you can always join the Facebook group with leaving a comment or a poll or just post funny memes like we do at Facebook.com slash Brang the Popcorn. That's B-R-A-N-G. D A and then P O P C O R N popcorn. And for my lovely guests, where can the people find you at, ma'am? 
out. Um, you can find me at the Thick Writer Chick on Anchor. I'm also on the other platforms like Google, everything but Podbean at this point. But um, you can look up either Binge Babe or the Thick Writer Chick, which is my original alias. And uh, you can listen to me there. All right, y'all. I will be probably coming back with y'all tomorrow for my Chucky review. And also, I got some pretty good, cool things lined up for the future. I will keep y'all posted. But as always, when you come to these reviews, just remember one thing, to bring the popcorn. All right, ma'am, you have a wonderful night. It has been fun. We got to do this again sometime. We should. All right, you have a good night. You too. All right.